involved in it, then we're in it to win it. We're in it to have something. And I'm just I'm trying to go from a guy's perspective. I have a couple ways that if we're playing sports, that I play sports. And th- those ways are like this. If we're not keeping score and we're just goofing around, I can do that. And I can have fun with that. But if we're keeping score, I want to win. Does that make sense to you? If you're a dude, you probably are like, yeah. Because if, if we're not keeping score, who cares? I don't care if I kick it or throw it or do whatever, whatever. But if we're playing to win, what what happens if we win? Is there a prize? Hmm? You know, we want to know those kind of things. So I, anyway, whatever happened to passion? Whatever happened to being in something to win something? Um, I want to tell you a little story. When Mallory was about four, uh, she, you know, we were putting her to bed. And so we put her back to bed and, and we left the door open and, and we had one of those child gates, you know, that you kind of hook down and, and uh, she didn't want to go to sleep. Now, if you're an adult with a new kid, um, you know, she's four. And that meant her brother, if she was four, her brother would have been one and a half or two or, yeah. And so Zach would have been there. Sam and Maddie were not there yet. And uh, so she, she's back there. She don't want to go to sleep. So she's at the gate. Daddy! Daddy! And she's always been a daddy's girl. We did everything together. I always took her everywhere I went. And she'd always, she's just as cute as ever. And she still is. Now she's Justin's girl. So she'd be, Daddy! Daddy! And we'd be like, Mallory, you go to sleep. I'm not tired! Daddy! And she just kept yelling and yelling. And we were like, ah. So we went back. And I said, young lady, you get in that bed. I'm not sleepy! Then don't go to sleep. But you get in the bed and you be quiet. You lay there and stare at the wall. I don't care. I don't want to hear anything out of you. Because if I hear something out of you, I'm going to come back and spank you. We get back out in the front room about three minutes later. Daddy, come back here and spank me. It's the story of a little boy had that same scenario. And he kept telling his parents, I want a drink of water. I want a drink of water. And they said, listen, you already had a drink of water. If you say that one more time, I am coming up there and I'm going to spank you. He said, okay, when you come up to spank me, could you bring a glass of water? There's certain things that I could not deter if she was passionate about wanting just to stay with dad and stay with mom. Passion is defined this way, uncontrolled enthusiasm. You ever met any passionate people? Sometimes it's almost you're like, whoa, my mom is a passionate person. She's the go, Vernon. She's that passionate. She's got that passion. She'll she'll yell when nobody else will yell. My mom doesn't care about what people think on for the most part she'd lead a wooden indian to christ she don't care there'd be 25 people in line at the express lane and mom wants to tell them the whole gospel when i went to get my eagle scout and mom she she remembers this this is what she did we're supposed to escort our parents up to the eagle scout thing you know eagle scout's the highest honor in boy scout so i'm i'm really thrilled got the eagle scout you know you get the letter from the president and all that, and you get the badge and all that, and then big, everything's free. Go down there. My mom wants to grab my hand and just do this. No 18-year-old boy wants to grab his mom's hand and do this, especially when all your other guy friends from scouts are watching you, and she's trying to swing my hand. I'm like, Mom, no. And she's like, well. 
Why? Because she's passionate about her son. She's passionate about her boy. She's proud. She doesn't care who sees it. She's just saying, that's my kid. What happened to passionate people? I can talk to somebody for five minutes and I can tell you what you're passionate about. Or I can tell you what you're not passionate about. It didn't take us long to figure out some things that Miss Kim's passionate about. You ever go through the drive-thru at certain places? Some places, they're very passionate. Other places, not so much. They, they train their people because they understand that that passion brings them back business when people care for the customer. People can go, oh, I don't know, that's too materialistic. Then go to places that don't care whether you come or not. You probably won't like it as much. I mean, I've been through drive-thrus, go through a drive-thru. Hey, thanks for coming to Starbucks. How are you today? Good to see you. What can we get for you? I don't even know how to order half the things on your menu. She's got to feed them to me. Like, I need a no frap, no whip, no woo, woo, woo. I don't know. But I don't like going through. Uh, I'll tell you another restaurant that the people, at least for me, have been extremely friendly. Taco Bell. Did I say that right? Taco Bell. Or I didn't go Taco Bell. But Taco Bell, they've been like, hey, thanks for coming. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking me, too. What can I get for you? I would rather talk to somebody like that than someone I go through the drive there and they're like, hello. What do you want? I was given my order the other day and I got cut off by the person taking my order. Is that all? I mean, I was just ordering coffee. Is that it? You just want to go up and go, I don't want your coffee. There's something about passion. There's singers. Do you like singers that don't really, they sing, but you don't know, they even believe what they're singing. There's something about a stage presence. I said in the first service, if I said anything about moonwalking, you, uh, if I said, who, who, who uh, as a musician or a singer, moonwalked? Most everybody would say he, he's a black one. Because he did it at an award ceremony and it changed. It was marked in history. You know, it was just like, Hee! you know, Michael was Michael. And so he had that stage presence. Think about people that have had that kind of presence. Think of Elvis. Uh-huh. Because Elvis had not only could he sing and not only, according to the girls, he looked good. I don't know. But uh he had that presence. He had something that people were just like, oh, because there's something about when somebody can take you someplace and you didn't have to leave home to go. And I'm not talking about drugs. I'm just talking about someone that they have something that you're after and you wish you could find it. The world is full of that's why reality shows are so popular, because sometimes we like it when people fail or people do something wrong because we can relate and go sweet. I'm not the only one. But then if you see something where someone's doing well inside, you're like, that's what I want for me. I want that for me. How'd they get that? There's a passion involved. Nobody wants to hear a boring preacher or a professor from school or whatever. You want somebody that at least is going to keep your interest. So hopefully we'll do that for you today. Maybe you're sitting here and you're saying, Brett, that's me. I've lost my passion in my job, my family, my my kids, life is just like, just weighing me down. Here's our first thought. You were created 
on purpose for a purpose. You hear it here at TLC all the time. Live life on purpose. God made you for a reason. You have a purpose. You're part of the puzzle. You fit somewhere. I've had people that couldn't find a place to fit. Come on, somebody. There's people that you think, nobody wants me. How many have ever gotten picked in elementary school and you were the last one to get picked? That stinks, man. I mean, you know, uh, let's pick teams. And then you pick teams and, you know, well, we'll take him. It makes you just go, I don't even want to play. Life sometimes is like that. We start like, oh. But I'm telling you, you're created for purpose on purpose. I had a young lady and she had a disability uh, um, fighting a um, health situation. And she was just so down because she felt like I can't I'm no good to anybody. I can't do anything. And so I said, well, Miss Kim and I will pray and we'll believe that God will show us something. I'll, and I'll, I believe God will tell me something that you could do. And she said, nobody wants me because she had been played a mean trick on before we got there to pastor the church. And she was she was embarrassed. She was humiliated and she already had this disability. And so she was. I, I, I can't even make it better than it was. That's what it was. And so I prayed and she prayed. She didn't have anything. And God gave me an idea. And I said, listen, every guest that comes in, can you bake? She said, well, bake what? I said, if I gave you those little loaves of bread, you know, that, and you put them in a little bread pan, I'll buy all the stuff for you. And every time we have a guest, could you bake bread? And then we could take him to the guest house. She said, I could do that. I said, but I want you to do something. I want you to pray over that. Could you do that for me? She'd say, yes. So we had guests come in. I went out and we I had some people. We bought that little, you know, the homemade bread thing or whatever. And she'd look at me and look at her and I'd go. She just nod. Three. Pastor wants me to almost like Barney five. Almost wants me to make three. So, you know, and she would make three loaves of bread and we would take them to guests that week. Can I tell you, the Lord gave us that idea. And all of a sudden from an outcast, she went to being an incast. Can I tell you that God has something for you to do? You were created so that you could serve, serve, serve the body of Christ and find fulfillment. If you could find something that you were passionate about, dear God, you could do it and nobody would even have to pay you. I'm telling you, I am thankful for what I do for a living, but I would be preaching whether I got paid or not. And I've done it for no pay. Are you with me today? It isn't about the money. It's about doing what you're called to do. So how do I get it? Well, I can lead you to water, but I can't make you drink and know you're not horses. Life happens to all of us. It's about perspective. Some of you have had hard knocks, some more than others. I, but we've got to start looking at maybe, just maybe we could get wisdom from one another. That's why we push life groups. That's why we want you to get connected to people that are going, you know what, I've been there. This is how I came out of that. This is what happened to me. Hey, I'll pray with you about that. Why? You need passionate people that will help you along the way. You need four people that will pick you up in the stretcher and say, let's go. If he can't get in, by God, we'll take him through the roof. You need people like that. Sometimes we don't realize what we got until it's gone. When I was little, growing up, I thought, man, I'm, I'm Superman. I can be Superman. 
I'll always be like this. I, I, I youth pastored a kid, 18 years old, 17 years old, eat five Big Macs, one sitting, five. There's 550 calories in one. Like, I didn't care when I was 19 years old. Did you count calories when you were 19? I didn't. I just counted how many I could down. But see, there's a scripture that says, this too shall pass. <laughs> I don't know if he can eat it now, but man, he goes, I just eat five and I don't gain anything. And sometimes you'll run into people like that. It doesn't matter what I do. I don't gain weight. I just don't gain an ounce. You just want to go, you have not been slapped today. Because some of us are like, I can smell mama baking bread. and <laughs> So there's part of us that's just like, ah. Oh. But we have different things that we've been through, and I get it. But what if we learn something from somebody? What if we said, you know what? This isn't going to get you anything. This will seem like a good road, but eventually this road's going to run out. What if we could learn that instead of just saying, well, I want to find that out for myself. Some of that is just pure stupidity. If we can't learn from each other, then we're too prideful. Let's start now being passionate. God wants you to miss some of those hard knocks by just using wisdom and helping one another, praying for one another, letting his spirit reveal concepts and truths to you so that you know what you're doing. But start now getting a passion back for your life, a passion back for your marriage, a passion back for your kids, a passion back for your job, a passion back for what you do, something that's going to start motivating you and drive you instead of just sitting there saying, I can't. Jesus was passionate. He went to the cross and he didn't even want to, but because he loved us, he did. That's passion. Revelation is our first scripture two. verses two through five. I know all the things you do. I've seen your hard work, your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You've examined the claims of those who say they're apostles, but are not. You've discovered they're liars. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you, if you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from the place among the churches. Is God stirring you up again? He likes passion. What he's saying is sometimes we need to go back to the beginning. We need to go back to basics. Some of us, we just, we just take each other for granted. We take what we do for granted. We take our church for granted. We take our kids for granted. We take our lives for granted. Dear Lord, we take so many things for granted. Go back to the beginning. What made things happen? In your life, what stirred you? What made you passionate about what you did and about what you were looking at and how you felt about things? God loves passionate people. When I'm done today, this is what happens with me. And I'm just so that you know. Some people are like, oh, you're excited. Because when I leave here today, I'm putting it all out there. I want to know that I gave my best. I did everything I could. I put it on the line. I preached my guts out or my heart out for God because that's my passion. I don't want to look back and say, you know what? I wish I'd have did this. I wish I'd have did this better. We can always look back. And there are times I have plenty of those things. I wish I'd have did this. But I want to live my life without regrets. I've regretted enough. I've been through enough garbage. How about you? Come on, somebody. Isn't it time we got passionate about the things of God? Athletes leave everything on the field. They don't want to have to go back and say, I didn't try. I didn't do this. Or I didn't give. I gave 80%, but I didn't give 100. Sometimes we do that, though. But because we don't know how to balance passion, we get fried out. Any fried out people in here today? Some of you have done so much for your kids, you've done nothing for you. Come on. 
You've done so much for everybody else. You've done nothing for you. And so sooner or later, it wears and it wears and it wears. You know, in a plane, if a plane is going down, the oxygen mass falls down. And if you have children, they say your first inclination as an adult and a parent will be grab that mask, stick it on your kid. And they say, no, put it on you first. And you're like, you're crazy. And they're like, no, because if you go out, nobody will take care of your kid. So put it on you so you know what you're doing so you can take care of your kid. That's truth. Some of you are wanting God to do it. And he's saying, take care of you. You're frying yourself out trying to do everything else. Where's your passion for me? And I'll help you take care of you. And in tune, when that happens, you'll be taking care of everybody else. What would happen if we put things in order? What would happen? But God, you don't know. Oh, but God, if you were first. We've ever reached the point where you just, maybe I'll be the only one here. You just, you know there's a reason they call food comfort food? You ever get to a point where you just had a bad day and you're like, Dad, going on, I'm eating a whole cheesecake. One of the things, how many watched Golden Girls when you were growing up? How many aren't telling me the truth? <laughs> Come on, you watched Dorothy and Sophie and all they would always eat cheesecake. But whether cheesecake or how, how about this? Ever just go in, you're just mad, you're hungry, and you feel like you're weak and you're about to pass. Just rip open a whole bag of Doritos and shove them in your face and eat the whole bag. And then go, oops. Or, or cookies. I said in the first service, they used to, and I don't know if they still do it all year round, but at Christmas was the only time you could buy those Oreos dipped in chocolate. The white ones or the chocolate ones. And we used to put them in mouse stocking. And the kids, we'd get them those every year. But, oh, I could eat a whole bag of those. You ever just want to do that? I mean, anybody real in here sometimes or ever done that and just said, yeah, how many did you have? You don't even want to know. How about a Donato's pizza? Let me get you where you're at. That, that large pizza ain't very big, is it? And after all, the crust is thin. Come on, somebody real today. I mean, there's times you just want like, I'm just going to eat. I don't care. Hey, 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 give me more. Because I'm mad and I'm just done with it. The negative side of that is sometimes we get trained because we've been through so much. We've, we've had so much stuff or it happens to us all the time. We've learned to ignore it or in essence, we've clipped the wire. You ever, you know, there's people sometimes that they're, they're very jumpy or, or somebody could come in and a loud noise and everybody, woo! And there are other people, it won't even phase them. Why? Because they've just clipped the wire. You know, if you live in a house that has a lot of kids and there's a lot of rowdiness, you probably wouldn't even notice any other rowdiness come in. But if you're in a house where there's no rowdiness and there's kids in there, you'll be like, <laughs> What happens when we clip the wire? It sometimes it clips our passion because you've had to live through some stuff. You've had to be unfeeling about some things. You had to shut some things off because you just couldn't help it. You felt like it was going to overwhelm you. So you clip it. And then it affects your passion. Then then the stuff that you want to be passionate about, you can't be passionate about anymore because you feel like you've clipped the wire. I'm telling you, God is good about soldering those things back together. He's good about saying, I can fix that. I can fix that. Will you let me fix it? He's the best electrician ever. 
that, God, I'm afraid. If I feel again, I put myself out there again, they might hurt me again. Here's our second thought this morning. God is your answer. God is your answer. You've been doing this so long. We're looking for answers. The world's looking for answers everywhere. They're looking for it, you know, in relationships, online, garbage stuff, crack, cocaine, drugs. No, your answer's not in any of that stuff. Your answer is God. It's not in another person. Your answer is God. If we get on fire with God, our first love once again, we'd get our passion back. What was it like when you first got saved? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you, and I'll probably get in trouble for telling you, but I'm going to get away so she can't reach me. She comes out of the chair, somebody warned me. I'm going to go stand right here. I'm going to watch Gretchen. Gretchen will say, she's coming. No. True story. When, when I first met Kim, it was like I had never met anyone else. And I'm, you know, most guys, if you're smart, you're going to agree with me here. But I'm just telling you, that's what it was like. It was like, it was, and I had a girlfriend before Kim. This is, I had one BK. But here's what, and I'm going to share this in a second with, with that. But what I'm saying is, when I first met her, it was like, and my parents will, will probably tell you, even though I had a girl before and I was trying to make everybody, including myself, make that person like me. Are you with me today? I liked that person. And I cared for her at a level, but she did not care back. And again, I'll get that in a second. But when I found her, life changed. Everything changed. Now, this is why I'm going to stand right here. When I first kissed her, it was if, and this is God, and I've told her this, and if those that are close to me know this, it is as if I had never kissed anyone ever before. I don't know how to explain that other than just it was it was totally different. And let me tell you, something then inside when God starts ordering your steps involves passion. Now, obviously, you got to control that. That's not what I'm talking. What I'm talking about is God has got something for you or someone or I'm not just being specific, but I'm saying, isn't it time you got your passion back? What we did in, you know, what what to make her like, oh, man, I didn't have to. The other one, I'd have to be like, hey, 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 I'm over here. Hey. I didn't have to do that with her. She knew right where I was. There's something about that. There's something about saying, God, you show me getting passion. What, what, what did it take in the beginning? I mean, I, I, and I still do it to this day. I'll go buy her flowers and people go, oh, it must be your anniversary. No, it's not. Oh, it's her birthday. No. Uh, what is it? It's Tuesday. Why? I just wanted to buy her flowers. I'm going home, wanted to buy her. Oh, isn't that sweet? It is, I guess, but I'm not doing it for the approval of the cashier. I'm doing it. You know why I'm doing it? Because I'm passionate about the woman. That's why. There's things that will just, that drive your passion. It's just God put it together so then you get passionate about it. Your answer is God. 
See, it didn't get, I could get closer now. She won't smack me, so it's good. Not that she would smack me anyway. So how do I get it back? Listen to me. Listen to me. When you make up your ever-loving mind that you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, is it working out for you the way you're going? Now, if it's working and God's just saying, just be still and know that I'm God. I'm just telling you, I've been on a weight plateau for two weeks. And I'm like, God, I need to get off this. What am I doing? What am I doing wrong? Or what? I need to do this. I need to change it. So I did some changing up and finally the scale started moving again. That's that's cool. Listen to me, though. If you're doing something right and it's just consistency, keep doing it. Make sense? Just because it doesn't mean even though something's not moving like I didn't see the scale moving, I could take measurements and go, oh, that's moving. Then the scale will catch up. So you got to keep doing the right thing. So I'm not telling you if you're doing something right, don't stop. Keep doing the right thing. But if you're not doing anything and it's not working what you are doing, if the horse is dead, dismount and find another ride. I mean, find something to say, God, what do you want me to be passionate about? Here's our third thought this morning. When you get, or you get out of stuff what you get into, or what you put into stuff. So you'll get out of it what you put in it. If you put something in it, you're going to get out of it. I want this marriage to, to work, then I better start putting stuff in it. She wants it to work, she's got to put stuff in it. I want my kid's relationship to work, then be the dad, put stuff in it. Well, you don't understand. I'm, you know, this and this and this. It's just me. Okay, then put stuff in it. You might be just you and you didn't do anything to make it just you, but then do be the best you you can be. Kids, if you're in the building, quit expecting mom and dad to do everything. You got to put something in it too. You want to get respect? Respect is earned, my friend. Treat them with respect and you'll get respect back. Honor them and God will help you. Does that make sense? We have to understand we need to get back our passion. We need to get back our fuel. Things that make you happy. I remember sometimes we we don't get happy for the littlest things. Because I don't want people to see. What what if they take this wrong? People are going to take something wrong however you go sometimes. It doesn't matter. What does God say? You get out of stuff what you put into stuff. Brett, I don't feel like it. Can I say this to you? Feelings follow. How many came to church today? I'm looking at you. Did you want to get out of bed? How many didn't want to get out of bed? Okay. Your feelings evidently yielded to your your action because you said, but get out of bed. And you got up and you got out of bed. And so your feelings followed. Now, some of you might be sitting there. I'm here, but I ain't liking it. (laughs) Message isn't over yet. I'll help. Revelation 3, 7 says this. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. This is the message from the one who is holy and true. The one who has the key of David. What he opens, no one can close. And what he closes, no one can open. If there is a key, there must be a lock. If there is a key, there must be a lock. Everybody say there's a lock. If your marriage is locked up, there's a key. If your life is locked up. There's a key. If your job situation is locked up, there's a key. If your feelings or emotions are all bottled in, let me tell you, there's a key. If there's a lock, there's a key. God is your answer and he has the key. It's found in him. If I want to open the door that no man can open or shut the door that no man can shut, the key is God. 
The passion that gives you the power comes from the creator of the universe. You see, God wants your head screwed on right, so the rest of you will get in line. He wants to screw your head on right, so the rest of you will get in line. If you want your life to go better, put God first. Come to church on Sunday. I've got people that say, well, no, that's not. I don't want to go to church. My church is the great outdoors. Well, sure. I mean, that's a great sanctuary. But God says, God says to not forsake the assembling yourselves together. The church is you. This is a building. So you can have church in the great outdoors. All I'm telling you is go to church. If you want to go to church, your Monday will go a lot better if your Sunday is putting God first. We got people with all kinds of different opinions. We got people that don't like this and don't like that. I like this. I like that. I, I like I like Brett to wear a suit. He doesn't wear a suit. I don't like that he don't wear a suit. I like him in jeans. I just like him. Would you like me in a barrel with uh, suspenders? Probably not. Maybe some of you. Oh, that's good. I think we'd scare more people away. You see, I can't make everybody happy. But if I will go after God, if I'll go after my first love, if I'll go after him, he'll open a door that no man can shut. The whole world can be falling apart. My wife was telling you, I mean, if you look at the news, we've got wars and rumors of wars. We've got a hurricane and two more that are coming this way and that. We've got people going, oh, what do we do frantic like that? I'm telling you. I'll tell you what we do. We get a hold of God. That's what we do. We stay close to the Father. That's what we do. We get passionate about the Father. That's what we do. We get and do what He says to do. That's what we do. We don't need what the world offers anyway. Help us on the way. Turn to three people and say, if you're passionate about God, say this to him. Say, help us on the way. God's going to open up doors that no man can open and shut doors that no man can shut. I'm just trying to tell you what he's telling me. I'm trying to get into you what he's telling me. You might say, well, Brett, I'm not a preacher. You don't have to be a preacher. What do you do? Do it with heart. Do it with everything in your might. Do it with you whether you get paid or not. Do it the way that God's called you to do it. Be the man or the woman you're called to be. Preach it the way he's supposed to. I mean, for me, he's like, bread, preach like there's no tomorrow. Preach like somebody might. This might be the last time they'd ever hear it. Preach so that you can tell them about Jesus. Tell them, tell them, tell them. Preach, white boy, preach. He's wanting me to tell you them because I don't know who. You know, there's times we talk to people and it was the last time they ever heard the gospel. Now, that's not to scare you, but I'm saying, what about passion? I don't want to be half in or half out. I want to make up my mind. Some of us need to get off Facebook and get our face into the book. And start saying, God, show me something. Show me something. God, let me follow you. Let me find you. You know, I want to be not, not, not the Mary and Martha, the one work and the one by his feet. Man, if he was here, would you be at his feet or would you be saying, because I think I would have a problem because I'd be the guy. And Kim can tell you, I just I like helping people. So I'd be like, oh, there's people here. They probably need something to drink. I need to get something to drink. Those of you, if we have any things at the church, you'll find out, well, who got that table out? I probably did. Who went and made sure that we had, hey, we need to get more water. We need to do this. We need to do that. Why? Because my mind is like, I want to take care of people. There's nothing wrong with that. But my passion should be like, you know what? We'll take care of them. But man, you're here right now. 
So if I can get with you right now, he can take loaves and fish and feed everybody and I don't have to go to Walmart. Find out what you're passionate about and get it in the right priority. The proof, is this is number four, is in the pursuit. Revelation 3.15, I know all things you do. You're neither hot nor cold. I wish you were one or the other, but since you're like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. If you study spit out, it basically means throw up or puke. or It's not good. God is saying this, I love you. Do you love me? You see, I didn't have to make her love me. Some days I still marvel at why she does. Because I haven't been the easiest to live with. But I had somebody before that I tried to make love me. Some of you know you're in the building. You know I can relate to that. I'm going to make you love me. Oh, yes, I will. Yes, I will. I'm going to make you love me. Yes, I will. You can't make somebody love you. You can't make them love you. You can buy them gifts. You can look a certain way. You can dress the way they want. But you can. Here's a phrase my dad will appreciate. That's just lipstick on a pig. You, You can present a pig. It's still a pig. You can dress it up. It's still a pig. If they don't love you, they don't love you. You got to start saying, God, you love me first. I'm going to love you. You created me on purpose for a purpose. I'm going to love you. I'm going to go after you. Can I say when you are yourself, you don't have to be anybody else. When they love you, they'll love you because you're you. Because you are the only you you can be. You're the best you. God made one of you. Why don't you make it work? Start being passionate about who you are. Start being, you know, yes, God, yes. If you want me to do that, I'll do it. You see, if we're trying to make something happen or make people love us, it brings all kinds of insecurities. We just open the door for the devil. You're not good enough. Something's wrong with you. Nobody would love you. And you start listening and feeding those things. You can't do that. God's saying, I love you. But I can't make you love me. I don't want God to say, Brett, I'm not feeling the love. You see, when you're doing what you're called to do, it's not hard because it's kind of in your wheelhouse. It's kind of some of you don't even know you'll start doing something. You're like, you're just good at it. People be, you know, hey, with the church grows or when it grows, you're going to have to add another service. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I've even had preachers are just like, that's not good. You shouldn't do a third service. It'll wear you out. You know what? Third service charges me because I like to preach. Because it's in my wheelhouse. It's what he's called me to do. So it doesn't wear me out. It just gives me like, yes. Because that means more people find Jesus. Yes. That means more people hear the truth. Yes. That's about passion. Now, if he wants me to to preach once and then the service is full, I don't care if there's just one. That's full. It can be full of angels. Put your passion on display. If you work at McDonald's, be the best McDonald's worker. You can. Hey, can I take your order? What are we going to get you today? What can I do for you? Oh, that's okay. Don't, I mean, have you ever been somewhere 
And, and even this, not just the drive through you walk in and you've interrupted their social media contact. You want to go up to the order and they're like, oh, it's just. Just a minute. Okay. You just want to go, why are you even here? Be the best at what you're doing, what you put your hand to. Do it for the Lord. Do it unto him, because I'm telling you, people are watching. What would happen if we were so passionate about how we handled ourselves? I'd rather have a passionate person than texting Tommy. Be in it to win it. God's got big plans, bigger businesses, bigger opportunities. If you will just say, God, I'm passionate about you and start showing your passion for him. Now, that doesn't mean it has to be real demonstrative, but it means you have to be in it to win it. You have to be all in. That might look different for you than it does for me, but that's okay. Just be all in. Here's our last thought for the day. Surround yourself with passionate people. Jesus said, people that don't know me, I really don't think they're going to. We, you know, he's not expecting people that don't know him to act like they do. But the people that do know him, he's expecting them to do better. Does that make sense? You ever tell your kid, now you know better than that. That's what he's saying. You know better. Let's be the passionate people we're supposed to be for Jesus. Muslims, I'm not into the Muslim movement. I don't agree with it. But you know, here's one thing that you can say about them. They're dedicated, they're passionate, and they know where they stand. What would happen if we as Christians would be dedicated, passionate, and know where we stood? What would happen? We might get up and vote. We might go out to the polls. We might say what's right and what's wrong. We might do some things that we're supposed to do, but because we are afraid, let's be passionate again. Let's be passionate again. There's a T-shirt. I don't know if you've seen it. I love it. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get one of these. It is because when we're talking about Jesus, we're talking about the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the creator of the universe. We're talking about the superhero. Dun, dun, dun. This is better than underdog, mighty mouse. We're talking about Jesus. There's Jesus sitting somewhere and there's everybody sitting around him. Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, Iron Man, all these people all sitting around him. And Jesus is saying, and that's how I saved the world. Give me a shirt like that. When we talk about Jesus, we are talking about here is the ultimate superhero. He died for mankind. He died for you and I, for the person that's unlovely, the person that you don't even care about. God cares for them. Be passionate about God. If you can't be passionate about them, be passionate about him and let that passion overrun to them. Are you in it to win it today? My challenge to you is this. Go after God. The proof is in the pursuit. Go after him with all your heart. And start saying, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? And when you get after God that way, he's going to go, hey, check that out. The door's open. Well, that wasn't open before. I know it wasn't. It's open now. Go through it. Really? Go on. And you'll be able to walk through that door. Hey, that door was open. I don't want you to go through that door. See the one over there? Go through that one. Because he'll start opening and shutting doors for you. Because of his influence and his power and his anointing. Bow your heads, please. Father, the prayer team's going.